1: What's the deal, y'all? Bread is sold Thirteen is here. You feel me? What is this? Bread is sold. Want to say four of season two. So this is lit. We 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 moving out a good motion. You know, a month into the season, so that's real dope. So what we gonna talk about today is Pixar. You know, I grew up with Pixar, so this is. This is, you know, this is nothing to talk about. This is the greatest animation thing, uh, studio ever. And DreamWorks is second. You know, DreamWorks also has Shrek. Other things in there, all that. They have a lot. DreamWorks has a lot. A lot of cool movies like Kung Fu Panda and stuff. But we're going to talk about Pixar today. Because Pixar is, Pixar is a very interesting animation studio. And I'm going to talk a lot about it today. Um... Pixar is bought by Disney It has a lot of movies If you were born in the 90's You definitely grew up on a lot of the Pixar movies I'm just going to just list the Pixar movies that You know really I'm going to list all the Pixar movies So Toy Stories 1 through 4 Bugs Life Monsters University and Monsters Inc Finding Nemo and Finding Dory The Incredibles 1 and 2 Cars one to three, Ratatouille, Wally, Up, Brave, Inside Out, The Good Dinosaur, Coco, Onward, Soul, and Luca. And Luca just came out. It's on a. It's on. I think it's on Disney Plus. So you can watch it on there. I have. That's the only one out of all those that I haven't watched. I watched every single one of them. Except for uh, Luca But I heard Luca's good So I'm definitely not trying to shoot down Luca But you know I I, I know that we have all noticed Different like Easter eggs Or like hints In each of like the Pixar movies You know what I mean Like uh, uh, the one that I really have in my head Is the gas station Dinoco um, In Toy Story 1 also being a sponsor for one of the cars in the movie Cars. Like something like that. It's always something. Every Pixar movie has something connected to it. So what I wanted to talk about in the podcast today mostly is the Pixar theory. And if you know what it is, that's dope. Um, this is something I learned. Years ago the Years ago I, I've been on the Pixar Theory For a cool minute But I just wanted to let You know The audience know About the Pixar Theory Because I feel like This is a really cool theory And this is something That You know You know Anyone could really listen to You know what I mean Like you know Anyone could follow on Especially if you grew up During the era Of Pixar And you've seen everything You know Like the classics You know what I mean So I think this is really cool just to really look at and see the vision that Pixar has with their movies because someone, I forgot who the person was, but they wrote a whole article on the Pixar theory. And I think Pixar confirmed it. Like, yeah, this is something that we're trying to, you know, convey in our movies. So this is actually like something that Pixar has actually, you know, advocated for this theory. So I'm actually going to just talk about it in a timeline. So really Pixar is a whole timeline. And somehow some way human interaction plays a huge part within this timeline. So just bear with me. So the first movie is the good dinosaur. That's how it all starts off like 65 million years ago, something like that, right? That this is when a dinosaur meets you know a young little caveman and the dinosaur is like very intelligent and it helps i kind of forgot what the movie was all about but i know like a lot happened and the dinosaur trying to take the kid home or something like that but they work together and they build like a good bond with each other and the kid finds his family in the end okay that's smooth you know, I I haven't really gave too much about the, the timeline and, and the theories and stuff. So just bear with me when I talk about the stuff. So next is the movie Brave. So Brave is about this princess in Scotland, I believe. And she, um, she was ordered to be married. She doesn't want to be married. Her parents want her to get married to these guys. She doesn't want to get married. She gets into it with her mom and she meets up with this witch this witch turns her mom into a bear the 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 princess said something says oh i want this you know happening so the witch turned her mom to a bear so the whole movie they try to figure out how they could um get her mom back to into her like original form but there's a thing in the movie where there was a bear that actually had, like, there was some, I forgot who it was, but it was somebody who was that the witch turned into a bear in the past. And, like, you have 24 hours, basically. I, I forgot the movie, golly. I know that you only have a certain amount of time to change the person back from a bear to their original human form. And there was someone else in the movie. That, you know, that they didn't get turned back into the original form. So, they just stayed as a bear. So, now there's probably other animals in this timeline that were changed from humans into animals. So, just keep that in mind. I Just keep all this in mind. Everything I'm saying has something connected. So, please stay with me. So, the next movie. So, years and years and years, The Incredibles come out, right? So this is when humans have some super strength to them. I don't know what's happened. The government has probably gave gave us like some powers, like a certain amount of us powers, and now we're killing each other off because we don't even know how to use the fucking powers. So this is something I would, you know, want to, you know, check in on in the storyline. Because this is all about animal intelligence. Artificial intelligence, and then that—that's really it. Artificial intelligence and animal intelligence. So, at the end of, of *Incredibles*, really not in the end, but what is really prominent in *The Incredibles*, the first one, not 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 the second one, um, is artificial intelligence because uh, who's the bad guy in that movie? Got Lee. Uh, shoot. Golly, I, the villain in the movie is really good with technology. And it shows at the end of the movie that the technology could turn against you and hurt you. So just remember that. Artificial intelligence in that movie. And now that brings us into Toy Story 1 and 2. So, Toy Story 1 and 2 shows that artificial intelligence. Is something that you know That is real You know what I mean like toys are talking So that's like really crazy right So they You know figure out that like They can't live Without humans You feel what I'm saying So They are just trying like To be with their You know owner I guess And get that human interaction right uh, they're, they're not, you really see it a lot in Toy Story 2, that they don't like to be separated from their owners, like, who's the, who's the, 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 the penguin Wheezy does not want to get separated from their owner, you feel me? So that's just crazy right there, and they have this obsession with human interaction, that's what the art artificial intelligence has, you feel me? Um... So, and there's this movie called Finding Nemo, right? And Finding Dory. We know these movies. Classic. Classic Finding Nemo. And we see that animal intelligence plays a factor with their human interactions. So, just keep noticing that in each of these movies that there's human interaction with like artificial intelligence or animal intelligence. So find Finding Nemo and Finding Dory, you see that the animals, like, develop intelligence, you know, parallel to humans. You feel me? So, um, they, like, start getting smarter and smarter. Like, even Dory seems like, you know, someone who always has a short-term memory. Dory knows how to interact with whales. Nobody really knows that because I remember... The main character, Marlin was like, you don't know how to talk to whales and for sure knew how to talk to a whale. So Dory is very intelligent. So that's wild in itself. Um, So now we're going to move on to the next movie, Ratatouille. And Ratatouille, you can see that this rat is really like obsessed with the human culture wants to be a chef and the more and more he's like involved with human culture the better he is as the chef so you could see that like it's you know animals are like thriving off of humans and their interactions because remy became the chef and did all this through human interaction that's crazy right so just keep all that in mind so toy story three is the next in this timeline, and really, I don't really have much to say. But there's this thing or a corporation that we're going to be getting into called BNL, called By and Large. That's when it gets first introduced in all these movies. Is Toy Story Three, and you start to notice By and Large is uh, when Buzz Lightyear gets into it with the bad guys in a movie, and they change like his his settings. And if you open, they open his back, and you can see that his battery was by and large BNL. And I just wanted to keep, you know, y'all you to keep that, you know, in mind. You know, you you see a link between BNL and artificial intelligence. So just keep that in mind. So the next movie is up. So now you're seeing a little bit of animal interaction with the collars. And how attached Doug was to his to the main character of that movie. How he was so attached, he needed human interaction. You know what I mean? And another thing I wanted to point out is by and large, B and L was also the construction company taking over the area of the main character's house. I forgot the main character's name, please. You know. Bear with me. So remember when he gets out of his house. Hits that dude in the head. Remember that construction company was by and large. And you could just see from that area that he's that by and large is taking, you know, more and more of that area. It's taking all that area away. So just remember that. So now the next movie is Inside Out. So now it's showing the source of energy is human emotion. And you know, human emotion and human memory is, like, a big thing, you know, it shows, like, how the emotions react, it shows how things can get lost and forget, you know, you forget things in your memory, you know, for example, like, the next movie in the timelines, Coco, it shows that afterlife plays a huge part in, like, human emotion and how we, like, you know, process, like, human spirits, so I looked it up on, uh, on a website. And it talked about Coco. Um, yeah. The land of the dead obviously. That's what it's about. And possible hints of how human energy. Transfers itself in the afterlife too. So. That's crazy. That it could do that too. And that plays a big part in the next movie. In the timeline Soul. How that plays in the afterlife. How human interaction. And human emotion. Plays a fact. In afterlife. So now, the next movie, WALL-E. Now you're, now you're probably thinking, we just went from soul, humans, Coco, humans, Inside Out had humans, Up had humans, Toy Story had humans, Finding Nemo had humans, Ratatouille had humans, and Toy Story, all these movies had humans, all the way from Good Dinosaur all the way to soul. And now we're getting into WALL-E? And cars and all this stuff, like what, what, what was the change? It's really not Wally wasn't the next. It's really cars, but Wally does play a factor. But you're going to see, but why I say that about cars. So cars one, two, and three are really the next movies after Soul. So you're probably tripping, like, what the heck? What happened? I'll tell you what happened. By and large, took over everything. By and large, took over everything like we saw in up. By and large, that corporation took up everything and up. So you and they were polluting the world. So the humans didn't think that they could stay there anymore because the artificial uh, artificial intelligence taken over a lot of things was happening, and they had to leave. Uh, it was a lot of overpopulation, probably. It was probably a lot of things. There's probably gonna be another Pixar movie that probably fills in why people left Earth, but people obviously left Earth because you saw it in Wally. So that's why I say Wally is a little bit before Cars because it does show that humans were living on this like huge spaceship, you know, looking for a new home. So it, even though Cars is next, Wally does give a hint on that humans are alive, but they're just somewhere else. Um, So cars, you see a lot of, like, cars interacting with each other, more artificial intelligence interacting with each other. However, a big hint, there's no humans in this world. So are these cars really going to live, you know? Because you've seen in movies like Toy Story and, you know, animal and artificial intelligence, you see that there's a lot of human interaction and how they have so much joy and more passion and they like thrive in their life a lot more with humans. So you see in this cars era that they start to die out. Even though you don't really notice it as much, you see in I think cars too that the fuel and energy of cars is like depleting. It's it's getting worse. So you know. Years later, the years come, that the era of cars is over. Everything's done, and now the whole world is polluted. Now that's that. That's the bad part. The whole place is polluted, and it's bad. So that's when Wally comes into play. So if y'all don't know what Wally's about, WALL-E is this like garbage. Um, uh, robot and it's like one of the last In the world and they're supposed To clean up the world because you know it's polluted But You know it does. It's, Wally has other things it's More interested in like human tr- Trinkets human Accessories it's more obsessed With that so you start to see That human interaction Even though Wally doesn't interact With humans Wally's obsession On the human culture Helped The robot live So that's like crazy right So it meets Eve And Eve is trying to you know See if the world is okay For humans to come back to Obviously it's not But At the end of the movie You remember That Wally plants Like a tree of some sort And it grows So Earth is okay to live on right I would say Earth is okay to live on Sort of. So that's what goes into the next movie, Bugs Life. So remember that tree in Bugs Life? That tree is supposed to be the plant that Wally put into the ground. So this is probably like thousands of years, probably a couple hundred years later, Bugs Life comes in, right? You see that bugs and animals are creating their new society and they're rebuilding a lot of things. Now we're seeing animal intelligence come back again. And it's they're a lot more advanced. They are creating like literally their own society. They're like living like humans basically. Uh, That's really it with A Bug's Life. Now the next push is Monsters, Inc. and Monsters University. And you're probably like, what the heck? How do you go from bugs to monsters? So this is what you think. Once you plant that tree in already in a polluted land, things are going to get a little modified, a little, you know, mutated because it's still polluted. It's not going to leave anytime soon. So people start getting polluted. Animals start getting polluted. A lot of things start getting more polluted and mutated and stuff. So you turn into monsters. And you see in Monsters University and Monsters Inc. that They're obsessed with harnessing human energy. The whole basis of Sully Sully's job is to put fear into people and not um and, and you know gain their fuel, their energy so they could survive. So in their world, they need to survive off human interaction. That's crazy. So throughout this whole time Animal and, uh, animal and artificial intelligence have to live off human interaction. So you see in Monsters, Inc., they have to live off human interaction. Wild. So, ah, I scratched my head. Ooh. You see that already. Now let's go deep into the movie. Sully meets... Let, let, me, let me just... This is my idea about Monsters, Inc. I think... That everyone knew that they were traveling back in time. And th- th- that's the thing. They were going back in time to harness his energy. Obviously. Because where else would they find humans? So they were going back in time to harness his energy. So the reason why they didn't want the monsters to touch anything. Is because it, they didn't want to alter the past so it could change their present. If that makes sense. Like a butterfly effect. They don't want to change anything. So when that when that guy had that 2319, 2319. He had the little sock on his back. And they shaved him up and stuff. That was to put fear into all of them. So they wouldn't have to touch anything there. So a butterfly effect doesn't happen. And their world be, uh, gets changed. So just remember that. So. Sully meets Boo. Right? You would think that interaction Would cause a butterfly effect Right But it didn't Didn't We don't know yet There might be a movie after that That goes along with the timeline But we know at the end of the movie Nothing would change Because if he met Boo A lot of things would have been changed You know what I mean So when he met Boo Nothing happened So they went through The whole situation with Boo And You know he got Boo Back home Shredded up the door. Saw her one more time. But he's not going to keep seeing her forever. So Boo has an obsession with Sully. Boo is like, I need to find this world. Now. So Boo starts traveling the world. And looks for magic of some sort or or. Ways to you know find this world And this is what the end of this theory you know goes into That boo is actually the witch in brave Sounds crazy but hear me out y'all It sounds crazy but please hear me out If you notice that in brave the witch has a huge obsession with bears Which is definitely very parallel to what Sully looks like Sully definitely looks like a bear and that's what the witch is obsessed with turning people into bears and and shit, you know. So just remember that. And then the witch also had a carving of Sully in her like little, you know, lair or whatever she was living in. So it's stuff like that. That witch is boo. That witch is boo growing up looking for that looking for that era of time to find Sully. So the reason why, and this is another part of the theory, the reason why there's so many Easter eggs in all these movies, it's Boo traveling in time to put Easter egg hints so things can follow in place for Sully to still be alive in, like, the later years. So let's say there's a scuba mask, a scuba diving mask somewhere, And someone picks that up, and they become that scuba diver to pick up Nemo. Uh, Yeah, to pick up Nemo. Right? It's just stuff like that. We don't know. I, I really don't know if that's a part that's true. I've read that part, that Boo is traveling through time to put Easter eggs so this timeline can still stay intact. That's wild to say, but yeah. So essentially... This whole theory is off human interaction and how artificial intelligence and animal intelligence feeds off human interaction because we've seen that the world ended because there was no human interaction and when humans came back, you know, they got deformed or whatever and, and mutated and stuff and turned into monsters and... Or these animals turn to monsters. Whatever it was. There has to be another link. Um, There's going to be a lot more Pixar movies that come out. So we could, you know, see how this timeline works. But this is what we have so far. Well, what we as people have so far. So this is kind of the theory that we're like moving off of the movies and all that. Cool little timeline so far. So we're just waiting for more movies To fill in those gaps. Because obviously. Everything I told y'all. Y'all probably thinking like. Okay. Not. You know. He's not crazy for thinking like this. But there's still like some off things about it. This is what I'm telling y'all. Just wait. There's about to be like. Five to six Pixar movies. Within the next three years. I looked it up on Wikipedia. There's like two coming out. Next year I think. And there's gonna be a couple more coming out within the next couple of years. I think it's two each year. So just watch out for it. So definitely, you know, stay, you know, on track about this. Um I wanted to give y'all that because I feel like we see a lot of Easter eggs in these Pixar movies. And I just want to give y'all a theory on what that was about. So essentially all this is based off on human interaction and how artificial and animal intelligence thrives from human interaction and human emotion. That's lit, right? That was a lot of explaining. Oh, my gosh. Oh, hopefully I explained it, like, right for y'all. It's a lot. But if you want to learn more about the theory, you can definitely look up the theory on PixarTheory.com. They have a whole website on it. Um, There's this people called Super Carlin Brothers on YouTube, and they, like, explain everything. There's a lot more theories in Pixar than you think. They ha- they will explain everything, and they, will, they won't bullshit. The, these brothers will definitely give you the real. They will give you facts on why something is something. You know what I mean? So definitely, you know, look into that. Because what I explained to you was just a little bit of a whole world of theories in Pixar. Because Pixar has a lot of Easter eggs. So definitely tap into that, you know? But... Yeah, PixarTheory.com and Super Carlin Brothers on YouTube. So now I'm gonna get into my last segment of the show. Y'all already know what it is. This is hot questions for me, because obviously it's me on the show for for the day. Uh, next week is going to look a little a little different, you feel me? So definitely I'm going to talk a little bit about on classic Pixar movies. So what is a classic Pixar movie? Is it the old? Is it the new? To me, I think it's the presence of the movie and if we're still going to be talking about it in 10 years. So I already told y'all the list of Pixar movies that we have. I honestly believe Toy Story 1, and 2, and 3 are classics. The first three. I'm not going to say the fourth one. I don't think we're really going to talk about that within the next years, 10 years. I think Toy Story 1 and 2 are definitely things to talk about. People might argue 3, but I would say it is because it kind of like tied everything together. And then, shoot, I, I, I cried when those toys almost died. I really thought they were going to die. I was like, wow. I think A Bug's Life is a classic. Monsters, Inc., Finding Nemo, Incredibles 1. Now, these are the tricky ones. It's Cars. Ratatouille. WALL-E. I think Up is a classic. I even think Coco is a classic. Because... I think that was the most different Pixar movie because I feel like that was the first Pixar movie to talk about the afterlife. And then obviously Soul came through years later. But it gave another perspective on Pixar movies. You know? I think that was pretty cool. Um, I honestly don't think Cars 1 is a classic. I don't think Ratatouille is a classic. Because I don't think that's a movie we could really like... This, this is the thing. A classic is a classic when you start saying lines from that movie. I don't know any lines from Ratatouille. Wally, I think that's like on the edge of being a classic because I feel like there's lines in that movie and it's not really that much talking. So, but it's 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 there. It's de- I think it's a classic. I think Coco's a classic too. Um, definitely not Brave. Definitely not Inside Out. I think Inside Out is the worst at of all of them. Um, yeah. But, I think a classic has a consensus of, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, social presence. Does people, like, do people still talk about it? Do people, like, still not even reminisce on it, but just talk about how good of an impact it's had on them? Um, Lines in the movie, are there, like, specific lines you remember? Specific characters... You just not obsessed with, but just specific characters that you, you know, hold close to and all that. You feel me? Um, and I think that's really it. The social presence. Lines. And characters that you're attached to. I think that's what, like, makes it a classic. And there's just some movies that don't have the classic. Thing and there's some, you know. I think Toy Story one, two, three, Bugs Life, Monsters Inc., Finding Nemo, Credibles one, Wall-E, Up, and Coco. Those eight movies are classics. But now, going to my last question: What is my top five Pixar movies? Oof, that's gonna be tough. I honestly like wrote these down but never really like looked at the movies. But I'll say number one is definitely Toy Story 1. I grew up off that great movie. Um, Now this one gets tough because it's just tough. I'll say Up. There's no particular order. Oh, uh, Not going to lie. Toy Story 1 is number one but the next like four are no particular order. Up, Bugs Life, Monsters, Inc., And then lastly, um, i say The Incredibles. I think that's a cool, cool movie, you know, to end off with. But I definitely want to hear in y'all comments what y'all like top five Pixar movies. I'm going to post it, post on Instagram. I want y'all to, you know, put in the comments what y'all top five Pixar movies. And what do y'all consider, like, classics? You feel me? I really wanted to, you know, dedicate this episode to Pixar, um, I was really just talking about this with my, you know, with my friends, you know, earlier like this month and talking about like what Pixar movies, the classics and stuff. And I really thought about the Pixar theory. I thought, you know, telling y'all the Pixar theory and this podcast would be pretty dope. Uh, hopefully, you know, y'all understood it. You know, I tried the best of my ability to try to explain it. I never explained it to somebody. I just knew it. Um so hopefully y'all understood it just it's basically a whole timeline based on human interaction human interaction being the life force for artificial and animal intelligence that's essentially what it is um this is really the end of the bread episode definitely tap in listen Saturday November 13th definitely tap in Peace Wow I did that wrong But This one
0: Woo Spider Six Yeah 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 Press out one for sure You gonna need three promoters I got the body from Jamelis, but I had switched the motor. I got these badass bitches running around this bitch, and they all the coders. I just told her make a store run. I just bought all the Trojans. I told her stay my mix. I told her stop telling that thing she seen, and told her meet me at the risk. I got baguettes in the back of my ring, and I went in trying to hit. I told her she gotta run through the team Before she can talk to the league. Before she can talk to the, yeah. Yeah, yeah I just pulled up in some food I told her mama tie all my shoes Showed her two million cash, now she woozy Twenty watches and I'm still snoozing I had came up out the trenches Then I had beat a few bodies like Boosie She said, you murk on my show, you my coochie I had to sing to this bitch like LaTusie Yeah, 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 yeah Let's go on her nightstand, she must be fucking with Ghana. Yeah, yeah. I fuck with slacks and we can't eat rats, and I came with some fucking piranhas. Yeah. All the briscotti, I got him out, what need somebody grow me a tree? Came out the hood, on my truck got a hood knife. Crack out the car with no keys. Beat it, she for the street, needy. Only one, she got hit at the street, knee. I feel a little rich this week. To influence my family, to not be cheap. I told her FN on me. I call me, she needs just a Glocky Kick. Do rolling since he locked in seats. Me rolling that coupe with a bucket seat. Gotta the money like a football clique. I used to drop out of that photo geek. Call her the plug and he know what I need. I stay on the knees so we hardly speak. Yeah, home in New York, I money. Yeah, ain't the